Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this new car special. Today, we're doing another really recent review. And when I say recent, I mean extremely recent. And I'm finally glad that this car has come out. I am talking about the 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor Extreme Off-Roader as it bounced with over 400 horsepower, they don't say what specifically, and a price tag of $68,500. Kind of a lot, kind of a lot, but then again, that's roughly, I think that's like four grand more than the Wrangler 392 Rubicon, so pretty much right, right in the correct price range. In any case though, let's read. This is the new 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor, now the most powerful street legal Bronco on offer. Of course, it's not all about power and speed, as the Blue Oval's official Baja-inspired take on the popular Bronco Resurrection is designed to attack sand dunes just as well as it handles tarmac miles. It's said to be the first SUV inspired by the Ultra 4 Racing Series, the off-road discipline that is marketed as the most demanding one-day off-road race on the planet. You know, this side of the Dakar. The new Bronco Raptor is 9.8 inches or 25 centimeters wider than a base four-door, with plenty of visual cues to remind onlookers that this is no ordinary Bronco. It measures 191 inches or 4,851 millimeters long, 77.8 inches or 198 centimeters tall, and 87 no, 85.7 inches or 2,177 millimeters wide, with a base curb weight of 5,300, no, 5,733 pounds or 2,600 kilograms. And it certainly looks the part, with the unique bodywork making the upgraded SUV instantly discernible from the base model. However, as with the rest of the Raptor lineup, this is much more than just a this is much more than just dressing up. There's an expansive list of upgrades applied to the Raptor under the skin. The latest addition to the Raptor range is powered. Oh yeah. Oh wait, they they did addition like limited edition, not addition like adding. Oh my, that's that's a that's a big goof. The latest addition to the to the Raptor range is powered by a 3-liter V6 EcoBoost engine with a graphite iron block engine. What? Graphite iron? That sound, I don't really know what that means. I'm going to be real with you, but that sounds pretty cool. Unlike aluminum blocks, iron ones are typically more durable. True. Even if they usually carry a weight penalty. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, a long time ago when I was reading Alpar, someone had said that the thing with aluminum engine blocks is that to make them durable, you have to add, you have to cake on so much aluminum. You have to cake on so much of the material to make it strong because aluminum, as lightweight as it is, isn't a, isn't necessarily a strong material. Like tinfoil, for example, you know, you can tear that apart. Lum aluminum, you can bend with your bare hands. It's not a stiff or strong material. It's just really light. And so when it comes to engine blocks, you have to add a, so much aluminum to, to make it strong or add some kind of alloy to make it stronger right so they are definitely right about that iron ones are typically more durable because you don't need as much of the iron to make a strong block still though iron's a lot heavier than is a lot heavier than aluminum so that's why you don't see sports cars with iron blocks right <laughs> i digress ford says it's targeting over 400 horsepower or 303 kilowatts or 405 ps although official sae power and torque figures have yet to be revealed that's compared with the 330 horsepower for the current top offering powered by a 2.7 liter turbocharged V6. The Raptor's V6, on the other hand, is aided by intercooling and air induction systems designed to endure the high ambient desert temperatures. 
Power is transmitted to the road via a 10-speed gearbox, similar to the one found in the F-150 Raptor and Ranger Raptor. The four-wheel drive system will, will feature seven different GOAT modes for off-road exploration. Included is a new Baja mode that, active, that activates a turbo anti-lag system, we'll get more into that later, with pops and crackles guaranteed. It's designed for high-speed desert runs, although we can see owners using it to disturb the peace every now and again too. But for those wishing to keep a low profile, the Bronco Raptor will also feature four selectable exhaust modes, including a quiet mode for flying under the radar and not waking up the dead. The exhaust itself features near-equal-length headers for what Ford describes as an improved exhaust note. As you'd, as you'd expect for anything bearing the Raptor moniker, the Baja-inspired SUV sees a fair amount of work carried out to the chassis. Agility is improved with new shock towers that increase wheel travel. These are aided by new forward performance control arms, which enables the Bronco Raptor to achieve 13 inches or 33 centimeters of wheel travel in the front and 14 inches or 35.5 centimeters in the rear. Also, also included are large diameter inner and outer tie rods. As far as the suspension is concerned, the, Bro the Bronco Raptor features a setup for, uh, similar to the F-150 Raptor. The fog stampers are internal bypass and semi-active, monitoring the height of each wheel hundreds of times a second. They've been tuned they've been tuned they've been specially tuned for the new platform with integrated reservoirs with integrated res reservoirs and remote reservoirs at the rear. Moreover, there are heavy-duty bash and skid plates protecting the underside continuously from the front bumper to the rear of the engine, transmission, and transfer case. Meanwhile, the chassis sees reinforcement at the B pillar crossbar and the C pillar with a 50% increase in total body in prime torsional rigidity. The 2022 Raptor Bronco employs competition-level drivetrain components, including axles from Dana, semi-float 50 at Adventec at the rear, and 44 Adventec at the front, as well as upgraded half shafts. The track is widened by 8.6 inches, or 21.8 centimeters, to 73.6 inches, or 187 centimeters. Is it really 100? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, okay. While ground clearance is increased by 4.8 inches or 12 centimeters over the standard Bronco. Further setting the, rain, the Raptor apart from the base Bronco is an improved 4x4 system or four-wheel drive system with a higher capacity clutch that's able to withstand the demands of high-performance desert events. There are also Raptor-specific reinforced rock rails with removable running boards that increase rock crawling capability. Leaving no stone or rock unturned, the transfer case has also been beefed up too with a 3.06 low ratio for up to 67.1 to 1 crawl. There are also larger front and rear drive shafts to support the added torque from the more powerful engine. For those, attempt for those attempting trails, Ford has added a one-pedal driving mode to the Bronco Raptor. Also improved is, this, is the SUV's towing ability, as a new tow-slash-haul mode enables the Bronco to pull 4,500 pounds or 2,041 kilograms, which is 1,000 pounds, or 454 kilograms, more than the standard car. Ford is calling the Raptor its most bad Bronco yet, and just from looking at it, you can tell that enough Raptor DNA has been injected to make the new SUV certifiably muscular. There's a heavy-duty steel front bumper with removable end caps for better clearance, as well as integrated tow hooks. The front and rear quarter panels, fenders, fender flares, and door appliques are all unique to the Raptor version and contribute to making the car 9.8 inches or 25 centimeters wider. The front fenders, which are sheet molded, include vents that aid cooling to the engine. The hood also features added cooling ducts with a power bulge for an added touch of menace to the appearance. 
Fitting under those arches are standard from factory 37-inch all-terrain tires from BF Goodrich. The KO2 all-terrain tires are claimed to be the largest available of any production SUV in the U.S. These can be specced with two designs of 17-inch diameter, 8.5-inch width rims with bead locks. The headlights are specific to the Raptor as well, with amber daytime, amber, amber daytime running lights and integrated marker lamps. So you know how the Bronco, the normal Bronco, has those clear, head, you know, normal headlight color DRLs? This one has amber colored. I, I wonder if that's to make it look a little more menacing. Kind of interesting. The front bumper features removable and integrated, integrated rigid LED fog lamps coupled with rigid off-road lamps for even greater illumination come nightfall. Of course, all these visual tweaks aren't nearly enough to scream RAPTOR! So in case buyers have any doubts about the SUV's identity, a range of Bronco Raptor graphics are available. These can be coupled with 10 different exterior colors, including the Ford Performance exclusive Code Orange. Code Orange can also be found in the interior if the optionally bright seatbelts are specced. Standard splashes of orange feature throughout the interior, which features standard vinyl seats, black onyx neo suede seats are optional, as is a thicker sports steering wheel and carpet flooring. There's the added option of Ford Performance Design front seats too, which sport aggressive side bolsters. The Bronco Raptor comes standard with a 12-inch touchscreen with exterior cameras for 360-degree viewing. There's also a Lux package available, which includes a 10-speaker B&O sound system and adaptive cruise control. Ford will open order order books. Ford will open order books in March 2022. However, most of the 2022 model year allocations will go to existing reservation holders. Pricing for pricing for trim levels and individual options are yet to be announced, but the 2022 Bronco Raptor will start at $68,500 plus $1,400 no plus a $1,495 destination fee and and actually destination and handling for a total of $69,995. There's more than double the price, no, that's more than double the price of the base four-door Bronco, $33,785, and a whopping $20,000 jump from the, from the four-door Bronco Wild Track, $47,780, and leaves room for a much heftier final tag once spec'd, not to mention any Raptor-sized markups over MSRP from dealers. It's, steep, it's a steep, if not completely unexpected premium, while the Raptor will also be offered with a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. And look, it is a premium. It is a hefty premium. But the fact that the, the thing you need to keep in mind is Ford has done, I mean, not all modifications anyone can ever want, but has done, I would imagine, the majority of modifications anyone can ever want on a Bronco from the factory and is giving you a warranty with it. Also, what was that three-year, 36,000-mile warranty? That is a small warranty. But yeah, that 20 grand that it would take to probably take a normal Bronco and turn it into a Raptor, Ford has done themselves. So it is, it is quite a premium, but they've pretty much put in all the hard work for you. So it does make sense. All right, and now we have another article talking about why the Bronco Raptor doesn't have a V8 engine. The Ford Bronco Raptor has finally been unveiled and it looks to be a significant upgrade over the standard model. However, it does like one thing that some enthusiasts were hoping for, a V8. Whereas the flagship Jeep Wrangler 392 features a powerful, naturally aspirated V8, Ford hasn't followed suit with the Bronco Raptor. This comes despite the fact that the non-street legal Bronco DR limited production desert racing SUV also has a V8. Instead, Ford has equipped the Raptor with a 3-liter turbocharged EcoBoost V6. Performance figures haven't been released yet, but Ford says it'll be good for over 400 horsepower. Speaking with muscle cars and trucks, Ford Performance Vehicle Engineering Manager Derek Beer, hopefully I, hopefully I got your last name right, 
said that the Bronco Raptor rocks this 3-liter as opposed to its 3.5-liter EcoBoost V6 or Coyote 50 V8 because it helps with production. The truck has to go through the same assembly line as Ranger and base Bronco, and we want to follow the same processes. The 2.7-liter is part of the Nano family, and the 3-liter is to upgrade to it, Beer said. The 3.5-liter EcoBoost is a different technology, a different power rack. 3-liter was the most capable of the Nano, also with upgrades unique to the Bronco Raptor, allowing us to follow that same build of process, that same platform, that same control strategy, and just be efficient. So basically, they didn't have to come up with any new production. They didn't have to come up with any new methods for producing the Bronco Raptor because it has a different engine. That's what that boils down to. They, it's the same process, just with a slightly different engine, you know, a slightly bigger engine, even though it is the same engine because it's still a part of the Nano family. All of the procedures for producing the Bronco Raptor from an engine standpoint are the same. Beer added that the 3-liter EcoBoost V6 was also planned for the Bronco Raptor and that no other powertrain was considered. While the Bronco Raptor won't rival the Wrangler 392 in terms of sound, it does have a lot going for it, including a strong iron block and bespoke intercooling and air induction systems. As I said earlier, let's get onto that anti-lag system the Car Scoops article briefly, briefly mentioned. This article that has the anti-lag information comes from Road and Track. With the arrival of the 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor, the off-roading segment has welcomed a new title contender. And while it's easy to get caught up in the Ultra 4 and the Ultra 4 inspired SUV's incredible suspension setup, or its gigantic Gigantic 37-inch tires. There's a lot more to the to the Braptor, they're calling it. The Braptor, I love that. There's more to the Braptor than one's eyes might suggest. Take the truck's 3-liter EcoBoost V6, for example, which features an anti-lag turbocharger system with tech pulled directly from the Ford GT race cars. In order to better understand how the system works, Rodentrack sat down with Braptor powertrain, Bronco Raptor powertrain, and chassis en engineering manager Pat Morgan. An anti-lag system for turbocharged vehicles helps to reduce the amount of time it takes for the turbos to deliver full boost. Or to deliver boost. There are several different approaches out there as far as what these systems look like and how they function. That said, every anti-lag system requires some form of air bypass. The 3 liters anti-lag system or anti-lag setup utilizes a throttle bypass in particular, adopting the patented technology that Ford previously employed on its GT race cars. According to Morgan in an interview with Rodentrack, this system works by cracking the electric throttle open when a driver's foot isn't on the pedal, allowing enough air, allowing enough air through to keep the compressors spinning. With the turbos already moving at a high rate of speed, the time to boost is greatly reduced once you get back on the gas pedal. Unlike other systems that utilize spark and excess fuel to keep everything motivated, the Bronco Raptor's injectors stay idle during the process. This provides benefits in terms of thermal management which is also important for a vehicle designed or destined for desert exploration. It also, benefits for the, it also brings benefits for the longevity of the turbos and the engine as a whole. Wow, that's a really, that's a really clever system. So normally, as we just read, anti-lag systems utilize, what did they say? Utilize the fuel injectors? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find them skimming through. Unlike other systems that utilize spark and excess fuel, that's really interesting. So the excess fuel for an anti-lag system, I imagine a system like that would probably have the, the, the spark plug drop a little bit more fuel into the combustion chamber than, than, than is actually necessary. That way, when the gas is combust and all you have is the fumes, there's additional fumes that come out through the exit valve, go through to the turbo, and, it, and now the turbo has a few extra fumes to power itself with. 
right, to provide that boost. Yeah, spark and excess fuel. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're, so what they've done, though, what it sounds like they've done is just allow more air to go into the engine. They've allowed air to continuously flow, flow through the engine, even if the driver isn't actually asking for the throttle bodies to be opened. That is to say, asking for the engine to produce power. That's pretty clever, actually. That's so cool. Speaking of turbos, Ford also completely redesigned the turbochargers fitted to the 3 liter for use in the Bronco Raptor. While the compressors themselves remain the same size as in other applications, the Bronco Raptor receives a unique set of blades with a modified profile. These new blades were designed with the intention of improving the overall efficiency of the system, which in turn provides more performance. In fact, improving efficiency in the intake and exhaust systems were a major part of the truck's development, according to Morgan. Ford believes we'll be getting at least 400 horsepower out of the 3 liter as a result of this fiddling. Now it is important to note that the Bronco Raptor doesn't utilize its anti-lag capabilities at all times. The engine calibration that allows the system to operate is tied directly to the truck's Baja GOAT mode, which itself is designed for high-speed desert running. That's probably for the best, as immediate boost delivery isn't ideal in every situation. Not that car enthusiasts agree, of course. Of course, there is really nothing, nothing that stops owners from sticking the truck into Baja mode each and every time they start. Yeah, you see... Either way, seeing this sort of motorsports tech transfer take place in the off-road segment is exciting. More than anything, it is, a greater, it is a great reminder of why we go racing to begin with. You know, outside of it just being great fun. That's so cool, though. That's, they've, they've done, they've created anti-lag, but through a, through a completely different method. And have actually achieved significant benefits with it. That is so cool. That makes me, that makes me wish that if Stellantis slash... Dodge slash whoever had a turbocharged product, they do the same thing. Like, imagine if we had a Dart SRT4, if we got the Dart SRT4, and it had anti-lag. How cool would that be? Shame we didn't get that car, but yeah, that's really cool. That is some great innovation from Ford. Alright, and then a few additional bits of information here from another Road & Track article. There's a new Fox Racing developed suspension Ford calls Haas, High Performance Off-Road Stability Suspension that uses internal bypass semi-active dampers. We already talked about that, but that system's called Haas. Like Big Haas from uh, Pawn Stars. That's, when I saw that, I was like, Haas, that reminds me of something. Pawn Stars. That's what it reminds me of, which is pretty funny. Yeah, this thing's cool. Once again, the Bronco is, you know how some people will say the Viper helped, helped Chevrolet improve the Corvette? The Viper improved the Corvette because Chevrolet had to to keep up. That's what we're seeing here. The Bronco is the Wrangler's Viper. The Bronco is absolutely going to improve the Wrangler, and that's, that's great for everyone. Those two will just keep, will keep at it. The Bronco and the Wrangler will, keep, will stay, at each other's, stay at each other's throats and force each other to be better, and we as consumers can only win. Unless things get stupidly expensive, then yeah. But from an innovation and car quality standpoint, again, we can only win. And lastly, before we talk about the looks, let's do let's read an article once again from Motor Track about a comparison between the Bronco Raptor and the Wrangler 392. With the debut of the all-new Ford Bronco Raptor, go ahead and call it the Braptor. I'm I am always gonna call it the Braptor. The battle for off-road supremacy has never been hotter. Bred from the same Baja-inspired thinking as the F-150 Raptor, the Braptor brings significantly more capability to the table than its regular production counterparts. The same thing can be said, though, about the Jeep Wrangler 392, which is clearly the new Raptor's main competitor. How do these two off-roaders stack up? 
Ford Performance's mission for the Bronco Raptor was to build an Ultra 4-inspired off-roader you can use for Walmart runs. In order to achieve that level of performance, balanced, balanced with a commuter's practicality, Ford Performance started from the ground up. The Raptor receives a new fully boxed frame constructed from high-strength steel, complete with modified shock towers for improved durability and increased wheel travel. The SUV packs the Raptor Haas 4.0 system, which, include, which includes Fox's 3.1 internal bypass set bypass semi-active semi dampers. Combined with a set of unique control arms, the SUV offers 13 inches of wheel travel up front and an impressive 14 inches out back. Those figures represent gains of 60% and 40% travel over the base Bronco, respectively. The truck also features a minimum ground clearance of 13.1 inches. We already talked about that. The Wrangler 392, the Wrangler 392 features upgraded frame rails as well, complemented by a 2-inch factory lift kit, Fox aluminum monotube, shocks, and unique suspension geometry. That helps the SUV achieve 10.3 inches of ground clearance with improved suspension articulation. So, the, Bra the Braptor has a minimum ground clearance of 13.1 inches, whereas the Wrangler 392 has 10.3 inches of ground clearance. So the Braptor has a 2 inch and a bit advantage in ground clearance. Okay, th things are getting quite heated now. While the Wrangler 392 lags a little behind in, lags a little behind in the ground clearance category, as we just talked about, it's partially due to the shot. It's partially due to the shoes each truck wears. The Bronco Raptor rides on a set of 17-inch by 8.5-inch beadlock capable wheels, which come wrapped in 37-inch BF Goodrich KO2s. The 392, on the other hand, comes with a set of 17-inch beadlock capable wheels, but it rocks a set of 33-inch rubber. Customers do have the option to spec the extreme, the extreme recon package, which fits which fits the Jeep with 35-inch tires from the factory. So, the Jeep. The 392 Wrangler is two, two and a bit inches closer to the ground than the Bronco, but from standard, it's on much smaller rubber. So if you were to, if you were to get the 35-inch tires from the factory by specking the Extreme Recon package, you'd probably have more ground clearance than the Bronco than the Raptor. Of course, the bits above the wheels and tires are also crucial to off-road performance. The Wrangler 392 uses a full-time four-wheel drive system bolstered by a select Track 2-speed transfer case. Combined with the Dana four by, combined with the Dana forty four axles and locking differentials at both ends, the Raptor, on the other hand, leans into Ford's off road racing remit. The SUV features the same axles as the Bronco DR Racer, with a Dana forty four up front and a semi float Dana fifty solid axle out back. So both the Raptor and the and the Wrangler three ninety two have Dana forty four axles, but where the wrong where the Wrangler I was about to say Wrangler where the Wrangler. I think some people are going to say Wrangler now as a joke slash insult. But where the Wrangler has Daniel 44s at both ends, the Bronco only has it up front, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, uh, getting back to the Bronco with a 44 with a Dana 44 up front and a semi-float Dana 50 solid axle out back. These axles push the SUV's track width out by 8.6 inches over the regular SUV, which helps explain the 9.8 inches of added width overall. The upgraded electronic locking differentials sit at both ends as well. The Bronco also features an impressive crawl ratio of 67.7 to 1, compared to the Jeep's 48 to 1, compared to the Jeep's 48 to 1 ratio. Then again, the Wrangler's powertrain is surely capable of making up that difference. Okay, so the Bronc the Raptor has a huge advantage over the Wrangler. That's that is an, is very intriguing. Under the hood, the Wrangler 392 has the familiar 6.4 liter Apache V8 engine. In Wrangler spec, the engine is good for 470 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque, 
which allows the SUV to rip off a 0-60 mph run in just 4.5 seconds. If you recall, the 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT8 could do 0-60 in the same time. Did, did you ever think we'd see a Wrangler go as fast in the 0-60 as a Grand Cherokee SRT? I never thought we did. Not from the factory. I never thought we'd see a Wrangler from the factory go that fast. While that's not Urus rivaling speed, the figure is mighty impressive next to other dedicated off-roaders. It also doesn't hurt that the naturally aspirated engine is working more than double is working with more than double the displacement of is working with more than double the displacement at the as the Bronco Raptor's EcoBoost powertrain. That can be helpful, but here in Colorado with that altitude, with that higher altitude, the Bronco Raptor might actually have an advantage, especially considering it's turbocharged. In place of the 2.7 liter EcoBoost now sits a larger 3 liter twin turbocharged V6, which was long rumored. While Ford isn't quite ready to share output figures, the automaker does confirm they're targeting more than 400 horsepower. I'm going to bet you the Bronco Raptor gets to about 430 horsepower. That's my guess. That's my prediction so far. Both SUVs are solely available with their respective automatic gearboxes, though both do offer paddle shifters. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating that the Bronco, though, has a higher, has a better crawl ratio than the Jeep. And by that, and by that significant a margin, no less. So without a bit more information from the Blue Oval, it is difficult to say exactly how well these machines stack up, though it's clear Ford kept their crosstown rival in mind during development of this Ultra Ford-inspired offering. Regardless of which of these two 4x4 suits you best, we can all agree it's a great time to have some competition in this segment. Hallelujah! Alrighty, hard stats out of the way. What do I think of the looks, right? Did I skip to the end by accident? I think I skipped to the end by accident. <laughs> My bad. Actually, let's look at the colors for a second. Oh, that's code orange. It almost looks red. Okay, sorry, got distracted. So, looks. It looks like a Bronco. <laughs> I mean, I like the really wide Wrangler-style fender flares. I do like that quite a lot. I like the 37-inch tires. I like the beadlock-capable capable wheels. I like. I do like the entire package. It's just that it is pretty much a Bronco. I mean, the difference between this and maybe a normal Bronco is the Ford... Is the Raptor-style Ford text on the front rather than the Bronco text that a normal Bronco has. And maybe the silver the silver skid plate and lower front bumper. Almost like a... I say bumper bar. It's not really a bar, but... Yeah, as compared with the, with the all-black, almost plastic affair of the normal Bronco. I don't know. It... What would I say? It's like a Bronco trophy truck. That's kind of what it's like. It's got that pre-runner stance where it's really wide and kind of low, actually. It's not... I'm not saying it can't rock, rock crawl. I'm not about to say that. But from a stance perspective, it doesn't look like a rock crawling vehicle. It looks more like a TRX. It looks like a Bronco TRX, right? Because a normal Bronco is, a, is like a Wrangler. Well, the Bronco Raptor, the Raptor... It's like a Wrangler TRX, whatever that would be called in Jeep nomenclature. That's honestly what it's like. Where it's less, again, it's less Colorado Trail. It's less rock crawl oriented and more dune bashing oriented. Again, very TRX, very Raptor. And to be fair, most Raptor vehicles are like that. So I, I get, I understand that and I understand them going in that direction or even a little bit in that direction with the Bronco, with, with the Bronco Raptor. I just feel like because the Bronco is meant to be the Wrangler competitor and the Wrangler is a very rock crawl off-road oriented vehicle, not dune bashing, not pre-running, not, ooh, what would it be? Not Dakar style, right? It's not like that. And so to turn it into that isn't wrong. It's just, it's just interesting to me. 
it kind of it kind of goes against what I thought the Bronco was about. But they have done a good job. They have done a good job with it. So I'm not I'm really not complaining, especially when you, and you have to take into account the Bronco is more civilized on the road because it has better suspension, it has a normal rack and pinion steering wheel, not a recirculating ball. So it is better suited to this, to pre-running, to doom bashing, that kind of thing. I hate to say doom bashing over and over, but yeah. I can't I can't think of any other motorsport that's outside of like pre-running and whatnot that's like that. Uh what would it really be? Yeah. So the Bronco, the Bronco Raptor being more for that purpose than rock crawling makes a ton of sense. So as much as much as this car might be a competitor for the Wrangler 392, I actually think both cars can exist at the same time. If you want a, a vehicle that's great for rock crawling, you're probably going to go for the Wrangler. If you want a tamer on-road experience and something that can do the F-150 Raptor thing without being a truck, you're going to go for the Bronco Raptor. The Bronco Raptor and the Wrangler 392 are similar, but perhaps they do still ultimately serve two slightly different uh, consumer bases. Maybe. Because I think, because Bronco or Ford, when it comes to the Bronco, has the wild track for the Bronco to fight, not on a power level, but on a rock crawling level with the Wrangler. This, the Bronco Raptor, is kind of its own thing entirely. Now, all, all that semi-technical talk aside, the Bronco Raptor does make me wish that Jeep would make a Wrangler TRX or something like that. That'd be pretty cool, because this thing is sick. It's pretty wide, which might make it a bit of a hassle to use on certain trails, but this thing is so, to me, is really, really cool. It's even got the, the semi-truck style amber, amber lights on the grill, like the Raptor has, because it's so big. Yeah, this thing's cool. I like it a lot. I also kind of like the amber DRLs rather than the, the traditionally white ones that you normally see. Kind of gives it a more animalistic appearance to me, and less of a, less of a, a just straight up vehicle appearance. It, it gives it a slightly different character, I feel. Yeah. Also, I do want to go back to what I was saying about the rock crawling. I'm not saying this thing can't, but that I think the consumer base, the, the consumers who will ultimately buy this thing are slightly different than those who will buy the Wrangler. And depend, and, but given that the Wrangler is narrower than this is, the Wrangler is probably going to be more suited to more trails than this is. Certainly, certainly according to someone in the comments about regarding the Bronco Raptor saying that this wouldn't fit on a Colorado trail. Now, I've never been on a Colorado trail, so I can't corroborate that, but I wouldn't be surprised because this thing is wide. It's got massive fender flares. And I think the Bronco as a whole is a, is a, maybe an inch, maybe an inch and a half wider than a Wrangler. I'll have to check that for myself, so don't take my word for it, but yeah. It does seem to be able to do both, though. It can do the Jeep, it can do the Wrangler thing and the Raptor thing all in one package. It's just that if you're really dedicated to one or the other, for the Raptor thing, the Bronco will be fine. But for the Wrangler thing, you might still have to get a Wrangler. Or, you know, just go get, just go get a, a wild track Bronco instead. That's always an option. But, yeah, so getting onto the looks, it's just a tougher, slightly more animalistic looking, wider stouter bronco it's like a bronco that's kind of gone to the gym and it's and it's done shoulder exercises right it's raw it's broadened its shoulders it's add it's added width to its shoulders more or less good look it's a really good look i can't say that it's i don't know i 
visually at the front, I kind of wish the face had more of a person. I say personality. I wish it. It. I guess looked more conventional. What I'm trying to get across is that it kind of looks like an ogre to me. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have a distinguished face necessarily, but it's got a really ogreish quality about it, and I do like that. I just wish that it was. I would just prefer that it'd be easier to see a face in the front of this Bronco Raptor. But it's got an ogre quality to it. So I've, I've pinned it down. I'm good. I'm good. I finally, I was, I was finally able to articulate how I felt it looks. It, it's a bit of an ogre, which is a good thing to me. Let's go to the back if I can find it. God, with the top off and the doors off, like all the do it's so cool. So, so cool. Definitely a California lifestyle vehicle. Like drive, take a quick trip to Vegas. Go up some dunes, kick up sand. It's really that. It's perfect for that kind of that that kind of activity. If I can find the if I can find a photo of the rear of the car. Okay, there we go. One of the things I think they changed on the Bronco Raptor was the taillight arrangement a little bit. I can't say for certain, but it looks like they separated each area a little bit more. It's almost like the the stoplights are their own pods. So you have the top and the bottom, they're still vertically oriented. And then the reverse lights are, are their own horizontal slit rather than it. So instead of it being one piece, where's that sketch where they had a few, had a little bit of designer ling lingo. Oh God, I finally found a different photo of the taillights. Thank you. There were so many repeating shots. I've just found more that I didn't know were here. What? Well, it's late, too late now, but glad I found it. Oh God, that hood is so cool too. Very Wrangler-esque, though. Keep going. Where is it? Where is it? God, there's so many vents in that hood. This thing's cool. I like it a lot. Where, where? I really don't want to have to back out of this viewer I've got open right now. Where is it? Where is it? It's right around here. I'm almost... Okay, we're at the sketches. Where is it? There we go. There's the taillights. Okay. You have the bezel, the window... Okay, the LED board, right? I don't know if this is the case with the older Bronco. The LED board is where all the lights are, by the way. But it seemed to me, I thought the, the non-Raptor Bronco had the LED board as, as one entire thing, right? Like, you know when you take the fascia off a Challenger and those in the quad headlights, they're actually one unit. It's one massive, one massive, for, for lack of a better word, block of a headlight. I thought that the Bronco Rap that the non-Bronco that the non-Raptor Bronco had a similar arrangement where they split it up using like a cover, but the taillight unit itself was actually one piece. And apparently it is it is actually still one piece, but it looks like visually they've separated it more than they've done in the normal Bronco on the Raptor here. They've made the taillights look look more individual rather than as one massive unit. Which is a little interesting. I kind of like it though. It, it it carves out the shape of the taillight a little bit more. It adds curvature to the taillights. I like it. it. It adds dimension. It adds a little bit of layering. Almost almost like they took all the unnecessary like bezeling out of it and just left the pods. That's kind of what it's like. So I do I do appreciate it quite a bit. Seems a little bit more aggressive. See, does hint at something does hint towards it being not the same as a normal Bronco. So yeah, yeah, I like it. That's also pretty good. It's funny that, it's funny that on the Bronco, though, they also have vertical, vertically oriented taillights. I mean, 
I guess they're they're way more vertically oriented than they are on the on the Jeep Wrangler though. Yeah, yeah, they're way more vertically oriented. I almost thought they were nearly the same, but no, no. Yeah, the Bronco Raptor. So to sum up, because I have unfortunately I haven't really talked about the looks. Mostly because there's not much to talk about. It's just a wider, it's a wider, stouter, tougher looking Bronco. That's pretty much what it is. Interior standard. I say standard Bronco. It's not the same as a standard Bronco, but it's pretty much the same dash, same touch screen, just with a few higher end touch uh, details here and there, carbon fiber on the steering wheel bezel and the like. But yeah, so for those of you who are hoping that this was going to be more of a Wrangler competitor, more of a rock crawl style vehicle, this can do that, but you might be better off with a Bronco Wild Track or a Wrangler. You might be better off. Now, but for those who want a Bronco that's better at the top speed stuff, better at better at the sand running, better at the pre-running, dune bashing, all the rest of it, that going out into Vegas and going to find a desert for fun, this is this is the off-roader you want. That that's for darn sure. Now let's find an let's find the interior, talk about that a little bit. And I think we have covered, we will have covered all of our bases. I like the seats. I like the inserts. I like the texturing too. There's so many cool layers on it. Let's keep going, keep going, full interior. Okay, yeah, it's pretty much, it's your, it's your familiar Bronco Dash with a few orange, orange accents here and there, orange stitching. So it is slightly different, but it is extremely familiar to a normal Bronco. So you don't really have to worry about trying to find your way around too badly. They've, they've done a nice job though. I'm not smartening it up because it's not smarter, but they've done a, a nice job improving some of the touch i say touch points but they've done a nice job giving the interior a more performance oriented look so you have an, an orange center band on the top of the steering wheel a thin one at that again the carbon fiber bezel that goes around the, that the carbon the carbon fiber bezel that makes up the spoke of the spokes of the steering wheel you have a carbon fiber carbon fiber uh inset is it inset inlay maybe it'd be inlay Something like that on the gear stick. Yeah, you got a lot of carbon fiber accents on the gear stick. A few, a bit of carbon fiber around. Yeah, I'd give this a 7.6 out of 10. Really, really nice. It's not a massive departure from the normal Bronco, but that's not really needed. And and you might be wondering, you know, why are you only giving it a 7.6 if you, you know, if I really like it a lot? And my simple reason for that is it's... For it being a Raptor, it's perhaps a, a tad underwhelming, at least on the visual side of things. But on the mechanical side of things, they have changed quite a bit. The engine's hopefully going to have over 400 horsepower. It's a lot more capable. And, of course, they have that cool anti-lag system. So, yeah, 7.7. They've just they've just taken a Bronco and made it better. It's that It really is that simple. It's not a revelation for me. It's not like a C8 Z06. It's not you know, leagues better than a normal Bronco, but it is a solid trim level with solid improvements and modifications from the normal Bronco. And that's, that is perfectly good. That's very good, honestly, because that, that still means this, this Bronco Raptor, this Braptor should be good in any way, shape or form. Maybe, maybe they'll go with a, but because they're doing the Raptor R for the F-150, maybe they'll do a Bronco Raptor are i don't know i think they'd, they'd end up doing that if we saw like a hellcat engine in a factory wrangler which would be terrifying and probably terrible but then they'd probably do a bronco raptor r so you know what jeep do a wrangler 
what a Wrangler Trail Cat, but actually for the from the factory, not a concept. Please do that so that we can see what happens when Ford makes a Bronco Raptor R. In any case, though, what do you guys think of the Bronco Raptor R? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Let me know in the comments below. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed. Please make sure to like this episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you don't want to listen to this podcast on the Podbeam app, but you do want to listen on the road, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover, slash talk about, slash make a video regarding something specific, or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now, it's time to close. You've just listened to me! Probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.